1: See, some of you need to be, as soon as we finish here, you need to be sending a text or you need to sit down and write a thank you note because somebody invested in you. Maybe it's a person that introduced you to Jesus. Maybe it's a person that has just met your needs or healed your hurts or or told you truth in Jesus' name, and you need to say thank you. It's so good and salt. Not long ago, I drove 20 minutes to the closest Hardy's over there in Sefner just to get me a country ham biscuit in the morning. Country ham, if you looked at it after it's prepared, you'd think, this is disgusting. Because the salt has been placed around it for the purpose of preserving it. And so it sits, and it has all kind of colors by the end, and you think, man, this thing is moldy and not fit for anything. But up under that preservation is some good stuff. So yeah, I mean, salt preserves, and and there's a a sense to where we as a church preserve things of God in this world, Uh, but salt adds flavor, right? Seasoning. Sometimes we'll stop and we'll get some chips or some popcorn, and I, I don't care whether it's the oldest or the youngest woman around me, whether it's my mama or my daughter, they might say, this needs some more salt, because we know that salt adds flavor salt can be used even as uh, for a health purpose there's all kinds of reasons that salt is used but the this we know salt is different from that which it impacts and that's what Jesus was saying God wants you to impact this world for his glory and it's hard to do that when you're no different from the world you are all right that's something we need to hear. You, you can't have the impact that God wants you to have when you're no different. We live in a world where everybody wants influence. In fact, you can be a, a young teenager and, and make money as an influencer on social media. Everybody wants influence. And influence may bring some success, but impact is what gives Significance. God wants you to impact this world. Charles Spurgeon said long ago, one reason the church of God has so little influence over the world is because the world has so much influence over the church. So, we've got to figure this out. And and Christians have messed up on this for a lot of years. And some kind of go go all the way over to this extreme and they almost become like a monk living in a monastery and just withdraw from the world. And that's not the answer. Jesus said, You're in the world, you're just not of the world. Some go to the other extreme and say, I've got to do everything the world does so that maybe they'll like me and, and I can connect with them. And that's not the path. No, Jesus is saying, You're the salt. But the danger is some of you have become useless. You're salt in name only. You see, Jesus knew his listeners would understand the value of salt. So really, Jesus was saying, when he said, you are the salt, he was saying, you are valuable. In May of next year, when we go to Israel, we will go to the Dead Sea. It's a beautiful place. And it's kind of amazing, you, you have an opportunity, you can, you can get in the sea, and you can't not float. I mean, it's so salty, you just float. In fact, I, I thought about, I've got a couple different pictures, one with two different sons, where, where me and the son are, are covered in mud, standing there in our bathing suits, smiling, all you can see is us covered in mud, but I thought, you don't want to see that on a Sunday morning. You visit the Dead Sea and you notice something. They're in the Holy Land. Time you get out of the Dead Sea, all around you are all kind of shops. Why? Because salt is valuable. So people will uh, line up to buy little mud packs (laughs) that's full of the salt from the Dead Sea because that mud helps your skin. All kind of spa treatments from the salt. You might even get uh, different seasonings from Dead Sea Salt because there's nowhere else like it. It's the lowest point on the earth in that salt or Dead Sea. But I told you, even in Jesus' day, it was valuable. So Roman soldiers would get paid with what? Salt. Because salt was valuable. And so supposedly it was a Roman soldier who first said to another Roman soldier, you're not worth your salt. You ever heard that phrase? Not worth your salt. Jesus was saying there's great value in in you as the salt of this world. So don't lose your value. How did salt lose its value? Well, one way would be because it got exposed to impurities. And some of you, you're followers of Christ. You go back to that moment where you began that relationship with him. You do not doubt that, but you've let sin come into your life and you have impurity in your life and it's decreasing your value as the salt of this world. And then he begins to talk about light. So let's look at that. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. You are the light. Identity always precedes activity. So we do what we do, because of who we are, different from the world. So then he says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Now, this is the verse that we turned to in 2017 when, when we became Mission Hill Church, not First Baptist Church of Temple Terrace. And we began to have a couple of other campuses and do ministry in some different ways. And we turned to this verse and we began to say, at Mission Hill, we do whatever it takes, wherever we are, to show shine with the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill that's our biblical mandate so really that's been the mission of the church ever since Jesus gave these words but people have taken bits and pieces of that so like even pilgrims when they came to America they begin to look at this and say oh it's like a city on a hill and then politicians even in my lifetime man they have they've enjoyed using that and say we need to get back to being the city on a hill and we all know there are some things we could do differently in this country. And I, I sure do wish we would get back to some of the things of God. But this was never about America. This is about you, Christ follower. This is about a disciple. Understanding that the call of Christ on your life is to be different. To shine. Somebody said this passage from Jesus could be the shake and shine passage. It's like a salt shaker. We need to be shaken up. And like a light, we need to shine. So do we? Individually? Do you shine? Corporately? Do we shine? Wherever we are every day? Have you ever seen the pictures that you can look at online from our satellites of the earth at night? You see, all the places in the world where light is beaming forth. And, and you know what's interesting? This is a good way to look at the world because you see those undeveloped or underdeveloped areas where there's no night light. We call that the third world in many cases. But I, I want you to look at the U.S. because that's where we live. Look at the U.S. Interesting, isn't it? Just different parts of, of our country, even where we are, kind of lit up. A lot of people here. Further you go west, see more of the darkness. Some of you are thinking, man, I need to move out there. I need to, too many people around here. I want you to think about this map differently. What what if this map was all about the gospel light? What if we could do a map that that radiated with light where you're beaming as a Christ follower? or where the churches that were making a difference are? Would there be light beaming from your house? At your workplace, when you show up, when you get there, would it be like, man, the light grew? In your classroom, over on the campus, w- would it be as if, man, there is a different light because I am here? How about us as a church? Church. Does our community see us as that light? I think we, we got an okay reputation. I got an email yesterday from my friend, Ken Albano, just thanking me for what we do and asking us to help in another way in our community. So, so we do some of that, but could we do better? Absolutely. Could our light be brighter? Yes, it could. Are we doing everything, whatever it takes, wherever we are? I'm not sure we are. Like salt, light has many benefits. Warmth, sight, protection. Darkness can be concerning, can be intimidating, can even be frightening. But I've got some good news. Light always extinguishes the dark. Do you know that? A couple of weeks ago, I got home and, and the transformer right outside our house had been hit. Struck by lightning. We had no power. There were four houses with no power. Everybody else, everybody else had lights and their refrigerators worked. And Like you talking about looking all across the street and thinking, I wish I was like them. So what, what do we do? I, I, I go up in the closet and I get one of our flashlights out. But we don't use those regularly. And you know what happens? And have heavy light. When it's dark, you, you want light. But if you're gonna have light, you, you need a source. What did Jesus say? He says, You are the light of the world. Where's our light coming from? We lived down in southwest Florida when Charlie came through. And man, it was like a bomb had gone off down there. And when night would come. I was driving around because we were helping folks. And man, it was pitch black dark until you would see like light beaming from a place. You would kind of go drive toward the light. You'd realize if you had your windows down because you're trying to stay cool in the midst of all that humidity. And you'd hear. Closer you got to the light, the louder that got. And you begin to realize they had something. You know what they had? They had generators. (laughs) Yeah, we live in Florida. We know. And so they had power that not everybody had. And they had lights that most people didn't because they were connected to the source. Are you following along? Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to the Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. Last night, number one, I sleep with the TV on. Don't write me an email. That's not healthy. I shouldn't do that, but I do. So last night I woke up two in the morning and to my shock shock, there was still a football game being played live in Colorado. And to my disappointment, my eyes opened and kind of tuned into the football game. And so I was awake. It was miserable. But if I'd had gone outside and looked up in the sky, I would have seen our moon. And the moon is often, if it's not cloudy, it's bright with light. But you know what's interesting about the moon? It doesn't originate light. The moon just reflects the light. What does it reflect? The sun. sun. You know what's really cool? Jesus was telling us that just like our moon here on this planet, as his followers, we reflect light. We reflect the light of the sun, Jesus Christ because Jesus told us in John 8 and verse 12 when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life now how is our light dimmed well much like the salt is made less impactful because of impurity our light is dimmed by sin and so church some of us have the light But we're not shining as we should. I want to remind you the words of John in 1 John 1 verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie. We don't live in the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us of all our sin. How do we make sure our light doesn't stay dim? We confess our sins to Jesus. First John goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Aren't you thankful for God's gift of confession and forgiveness? Isn't that a good thing? Man, we celebrate that as followers of Jesus. So Jesus says, you are salt. You are light. In other words, when you follow me, you're different. So be different and be a difference maker. Remember the sermon and the sentence? Let me give it to you again. The Jesus way is a call to be different everywhere we go, every day. But in this passage, Jesus deals with something that I've struggled with all my life. See, I've hung out with people like us as long as I can remember. And a lot of us are educated beyond our obedience. We know what to do we just don't do it maybe it's because we don't know how to do it so Jesus makes it practical look at the last verse I read again in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven why do we want to make sure our light shines this is a test look on the screen and see how Jesus says we do this we let our sight, our light shine before men so that they may see our good works why so that we bring glory to the Father. Everything you do should bring glory to the Father. That's your If you're a Christ follower, that's your purpose in life, whether you eat, drink, sleep, whatever you do, to bring glory to God. So I want to challenge you to find your specific why, your specific purpose. I've done this over the last few years, so I can say pretty readily, I glorify the Father by leveraging my personal brokenness to inspire a deep belief in the God of the second chance. I think that's why I'm still here. I think that's why I exist I glorify the Father by leveraging my personal brokenness to inspire a deep belief in the God of the second chance what's your purpose why are you still here Christ follower I want to give you before we leave three specific ways I think you can let your light shine so that people can see your good works so that the Father is glorified And I want to do that along with that phrase, get used to different. Here's the first one. Get used to different by meeting needs in Jesus' name every day. Get used to different by meeting needs in Jesus' name every day. All around you are people in need. And God's given you an ability to do that, to help meet needs. Now, you can do that through our church. Every Thursday night, we have a meal at our Mission Hill Ministry Center. This Thursday night, they had about as many as they've ever had. Uh, About 80 folks came onto the campus that need a hot meal And they got a hot meal. They hear a gospel presentation from God's word. They then go to our clothing pantry and they go to our food pantry. Some weeks they can get a haircut. It's just ministry, giving a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. And by the way, every Thursday night, we also do that on the streets. And every Thursday night, we give about 200 people who consider themselves homeless, these meals on the street, also in the name of Jesus. This is meeting needs, but you don't have to do that. We could use your help, but you don't have to do that. You could be like my friends, Ron and Pam Bradford. You know what they do among other things but let me just give you one example of what they do Uh, my dear kind of second mama miss shirley who i've known since the first day i was here she's at the place now where she can't really drive herself to church but she doesn't miss a sunday and what ron and pam bradford do they make sure she's got a way to church they're just meeting a need in a practical way but you you don't have to do something at the church you realize we We drive by people all the time that some of them have signs, some of them don't, that seem to express that they have needs that need to be met. Whether you have money or not, you might could create some care bags. Say, I don't know if they really need that. Maybe they're scamming me. Well, could be, or you could be entertaining an angel unaware. Jesus said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. Do you have anything in your car, you can give them in those moments of needs. Just meeting needs. Get used to difference by meeting needs in Jesus' name every day. Second, get used to difference by healing hurts in Jesus' name every day. I think of my friends Robert and Sylvia Glass, who for years have offered something called grief share. I was leaving the office late one, one night this week, you know, after six o'clock, and I, I see... Robert and Sylvia pulling up and they're getting their bag of stuff out of their car and they're, they're going to meet in the chapel with whoever comes to this session of grief share. Just helping people walk through the pain of grief in a biblical way by helping them heal their hurts. But there are general ways. You, you could come to our house of prayer. Did you know every week at House of Prayer we pray? We pray. For the needs that are put on the cards that you're writing. So some of you were here last week and you gave us prayer requests. And some of those are big needs or hurts in your life. I read some of those out loud at our house of prayer. But even the ones we didn't read out loud, somebody prayed for those. Just healing hurts in Jesus' name. But you, you don't have to do that at church, right? You can do that right where you are. Think they're hurting people around you? Number three, get used to different by speaking truth. In Jesus' name, every day. You see, somehow, some of us have gotten the impression that it's okay to just represent Jesus and we don't have to tell anybody. And in the way it works, because you may be the only Jesus that some people ever see. You may be the only Bible that some people ever read. And if you don't get those words out of your mouth, they may never know. So we give you opportunities through the church to witness. But this is a big one where I want you to understand. You got to do that where you live, work, and play. Right? Jesus wasn't saying this to a group of people who would then go meet in a building like this. It didn't exist. The church hasn't even been born yet. He was just saying this to his followers. And somewhere because of buildings like this, we've gotten it all wrong. And folks like us haven't learned that it's not folks like me, the paid guys, the preachers, that it's all on. But it's us. We as followers of Christ, where we are, we're to be the difference makers. That's why as a, 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 a staff, our, our church has kind of been coming together and we're saying, hey, we recognize that we're all broken people. But when we come together, we, we make a, a beautiful mosaic that's been created by God but, but he didn't create us just to be on display in a room. He created us to get out in this world. And to meet needs. And to heal hurts. And to speak truth. In Jesus' name. Where we are. Every day. That's how you take a passage like this and make it practical in your life. That's how you get used to different. So I want you to think about a couple things. Who are you impacting in your little corner of the world for their good and God's glory? Don't do it right now, but some of you deserve to pat yourself on the back because some of the the best stories of discipleship in our church are never being told. And shame on us from that. I'm, I'm thinking of my friend... I've known the whole time I've been here, I deeply love. His name's Bart Azzarelli. And years ago, he started a company called Dallas One. And early in that process, he he decided that God was the owner of that company. And and so, you know what? In places like this, too often, what we've done is we said, we're going to celebrate you if you're sitting in a pew or, or if you're giving in the offering plate or if you're showing up and serving. But the reality is where you really are making a difference is not when you're gathered here, but when you're scattered out there. So who are you impacting? But, but secondly, some of us need to think because there'll be, there'll, there'll be some big things that come out of this. Who's impacted you for your good and for God?
2: You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com.